What's up, guys? Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And today we have a business smorgasbord to be thrown at you. We don't even know what the title is yet. That'll be decided. I have no idea what we're talking about today. Josh is leading the way. There's just been so much going on, and I think there's a lot of lessons and tidbits we can kind of pull out and talk about uh, for the podcast. But first, if you're a new listener, two main things we hit on in this podcast, health and fitness and business. Health and fitness side of things, we run a company called SD Evolution. That is an online health coaching company. Concept there is similar to our concept on this podcast. We're here to filter through the bullshit and explain everything that actually makes sense in practical terms back to you so you can apply those things to your everyday lifestyle without trying to do this complete overhaul that's going to last 10 minutes and then you're right back to where you started. Business side of things, we have a unique perspective. We are not at the top of the food chain by any means, but we are or we have had quite a bit of success in in two different uh, six-figure businesses. So uh, just a different perspective, and we kind of talk about things you can apply whether you are an entrepreneur, if you work for somebody else, or just some basic life principles that can help you get the most out of whatever it is you're trying to achieve. So we're specific and general, I think, at the same time in, in hopes that you can pull these things from that. So if you don't run your own business or you're not focusing on specifically, not that you're not trying to climb the ladder of wherever you are, but if that's not your primary focus, there still should be some lifestyle things you can pull from this type of podcast. Returning listeners, as always, please do us a favor and leave a quick review. Um, if you can write something up real quick, quick little blurb, that's greatly appreciated. We love you. Um, if not, just drop a quick five star. All I'm going to throw helps on us. something new this week. So if you're a listener, I want you to screenshot the podcast that you're listening to right now and obviously this one and post it on either Instagram or I guess Instagram is probably the only place but post it on your stories tag Josh and I and I will pick somebody to just send our favorite book out to so if you tag us on Instagram um, I'll pick somebody by the end of this week to send Atomic Habits out to as a little thank you if I jump out of here randomly and abruptly it's because my coffee's a little weird. I don't know why it's so thick. Um, doesn't taste great, but I'm not making another one, so I'm going to drink it. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the book thing. I think that's a good place to start. So we're going to be all over the place a little bit in this one. Um, but I did want to hit on like some of the favorite books we've been reading that can kind of pertain, whether it is specific to business or just enhancing a part of your life. And a lot of the ones we'll, that we'll talk about will still be applicable to business. But why don't you fire off your top three? Atomic Habits, which we've talked about on the podcast before, that will always be, I feel like, my number one, just because, you know, in the sense that we use it, we use it to better ourselves and also better our clients, helps them, you know, set better habits. Habits is one of our five pillars of the SDE method. It's something we focus on a lot with our nutrition clients, and it just is a life-changing book like when I first read that book and I read it every year um when I first read that book probably six years ago now five years ago I I'm the type of person who takes notes on when I'm reading books like that like I'll open my phone app my notes app in my phone and just jot down like things I want to remember I started reading that book and I was literally just rewriting the entire book into my notes app like it just there's so much knowledge and just gold little tidbits in there so that's definitely my number one let's go back and forth so we can chew on i was just gonna say what's your number one yeah i have a few in mind i'm not sure i'm gonna anyway random random order this is not in a particular order um but number one this is one of the more recent books that i finished reading and it's a short one it's a very easy read 
although you hated reading it. You said that you couldn't read it. Um, but $100 million offers by Alex Hormozy. And I couldn't read it. I, I read, got like three pages in and I was like, no. <laughs> I think you read for like the story. And even if it's like an educational book, you like to follow along with a story and like a timeline and, and things like that. And this was really like a textbook. Like That's it, why I it didn't like it. It, it was, was like, like reading a school textbook. textbook and but I'm, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually don't like it either. I can't read school books. I can, but I don't enjoy it. I think I love this one because it was a topic that I was very interested in. I wanted to learn more about, and I was just very actively learning throughout it. So $100 million offers, Alex Ramosi. Um, I stumbled across him on YouTube. Like I had seen thumbnails of his probably for three months, and I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't want to watch this. And I just kept scrolling, but he always kept popping up. And finally, he hooked me. I forget which one it was, but I read the, the thumbnail. I'm like, all right, you got me. I'm going to watch it. And I loved it. And I binged probably half the videos on his channel that day. And it's just very specific, very actionable advice. Um, I'm not going to dive into who he is and what he's done, but he's done a lot. And he's still relatively young. And he is very good about giving you free advice that you would probably be paying a lot of money for in a mentorship. So this book uh, basically walked you through how to create a Grand Slam offer, a home run offer, basically making you feel making a customer feel dumb saying no to it like that's how good this offer is and just the frameworks of that so i think for a newer business who hasn't gotten a product off the ground yet or they're still learning with uh you know what content should look like and how to do promotions and and ads and things like that i think this is a great place to start because it gives you a lot of direction it's not just generalities that you're going to watch you know, on, on six different YouTube videos in one day and, oh, well, let me do this. Well, this one says this, that one says that. This is very, here's step one, step two, step three. Here's this part of the creation. Here's this part of the creation. This is what this all looks like. From start to finish, you have an actual template and a plan to follow along with. And he's very specific with that. Um, and it all makes sense. Like everything that, we were, that I was reading as we we're going through this, it just clicked. Like, yeah, we kind of do this, but this is how we can do it better. We don't really do that. Here's how we can bring that into our pitches. Um, so... Very powerful tool. So that's number one on my list. And not not ranked number one, but one of three on my list. $100 million offers by Alex Ramosi. My second one is Think Again by Adam Grant. I think I shared this on Instagram a little while back. Um, it's a great book. It's not necessarily business, quote unquote, but it's just a great book to sort of help you really achieve that growth mindset and be open to other perspectives so you know as humans we like our comfort zone we like to just you know believe what we think is right and you know we all have different experiences and beliefs and all of that but it really just pushes you to be open to other people's perspectives and not be so closed-minded so that would be my second one my second is going to be Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. This is a book, and again, we talk about what you can relate to business, what you can relate just to life. This is an all of the above type of book. So first of all, one of the biggest mistakes I see with a lot of businesses, whether it's someone that I'm working with on a business to business level, level whether it's someone that I'm working with as a consumer and working with their business, is a lack of ownership. So what he does in this book is essentially he, he's uh, ex-Navy. If you don't know who Jocko Willink is, um, but he'll take you through like a, a scene, um, a war story essentially. He walks you through this is what happened. Here's the underlying ownership principle. 
and then he'll relay that back into your business. So he kind of goes through those stages, that ebb and flow throughout the book. But what we see a lot, people we work with, business to business, consumer to business, is people just deny the bad stuff. So the bad stuff has nothing to do with me. That was this person's fault. That was that person's fault. You know, they're going to be in so much trouble. And then they accept all the credit for the good stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, I did this for you. I just want to make sure that you know I went above and beyond. And I, 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 I did the good. They did the bad. And that is the first thing that turns me off of the business. Whether I'm working with them, that if, if I'm working with them and they're blaming other people for, for things that are happening, I immediately I lose respect in a sense. They lose credibility in my book. If I'm a consumer and that's how you run your stuff, I am not working with you again. I'm not purchasing from you again. Own your shit. And that's step number one. And that's something that, you know, just the way I was raised, I would like to think that I... I did own that a little bit. And then after reading this book, I think I took it to another level where all the bad, all the bad stuff that happens that is entirely on me. If something's not converting with, with sales or whatever it is talking with my team, that's my fault. I didn't, I didn't explain this enough. I'm not doing this good enough. It's always my fault. We all share the wins. I own the losses. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaway. It is the biggest takeaway of that book, but it's one of the most important lessons you can learn in life is share the good things, share the wealth, and own the bad. Learn from those failures. Accept those as your own. Don't let anyone else take the blunt of those punishments. Eat that shit yourself, and that's going to make you such a strong leader. It's going to make you so respected in your community, your organization, your business, from your fellow employees, whatever the deal is. So very powerful book, very powerful message. That's number two. My third one is Essentialism by Greg McKeon, I think his last name is. Um, I read this a while back, and I think he has the second book now, too. Um, But it's really, again, can be related to business or just general life. But I found it really valuable for business, especially when we, you know, transitioned to being 100% full-time back in 2018, um, going from that 9-to-5 job and having structure there and then having that it's almost I don't want to say it's easier when you have a job and work on your business as a side hustle but it's almost like you have less of a window so you're a little bit more focused and then when we went to just solely doing our business both of us at home every day it's like you almost have so much more flexibility and time that sometimes it can get hard to delegate and also figure out what needs to be the priority for that day so this book is really helpful in helping you figure out what needs to be your essential tasks of each day of each week and just switch your mindset as far as not wasting time and not spending time doing things that you don't need to be doing so really really liked that book number three on mine might be a case of recency bias um, but it was a really good book I really did enjoy reading it and that was Influence is Your Superpower by Zoe Chance. Um, a lot of storytelling, a lot of connections to you know everyday life and she's she'll even explain like even if you're not in business, like just growing your circle and being someone that people look to and listen to is still pretty important in life. So some general concepts in there, but a lot of things that you can pull into business. If you're not in business, again, a lot of things you can just relate to back into your everyday life, but very relatable, very enjoyable read. Um, Influence is your superpower by Zoe Chance. I won't dive too deep into that. It's pretty straightforward. It's all about influence. Honorable mentions? I didn't get that far. No. <laughs> None that are jumping out at me. I mean, I've read a lot of books. But... I'm going to mention a couple, not because I love them, 
but because I feel like they're going to be brought up and I actually, against popular opinion, did not enjoy them. By the same author, Relentless and Winning by Tim Grover. And these were very hyped books and a lot of athletes are mentioned in these and he's worked with them. And they weren't bad books. I just feel like it was a beat you over the head the entire time you're reading it to motivate you type of book. It's a no-nonsense, this is your mindset, this is how it should be, and it just seemed very cliche. There were there were a few good things I did pull from those books, but the entire time, like, I don't want to keep reading this. I just, I don't like ending a book in the middle. That's how I felt about the Ed Milet book, his new book, The Power of One More. It's I was staring at me right now book. on the bookshelf. I was really excited to read it, but... I think part of it was a lot of it, a lot of the information in it were things that I already knew or have heard before. And I listened to him on a couple of podcasts before reading the book. And I felt like I got what I needed to get from the podcast. And I was rereading that in the book, which I mean, I, I'm sure he's on like a podcast tour and is promoting the book. But at the same time, I felt like it wasn't worth reading because I already got the key things out of it from listening to him on podcast. So, which is a plus on his part. Like he's yeah. giving away this content for free, which is awesome. So I bought that book and she uh, jumped in while I was still finishing another one. And now I'm so demotivated. To, I'm so demotivated to read it. It was like you said about the other books. It's not that it's a bad book and there's probably a lot of people out there who love it and it is new information for them. But I just felt like it was a little bit, preachy and just like like I already knew that stuff so I don't know wasn't my favorite one more I'm going to mention just because it's going to be a segue into our next part of this discussion and it wasn't on my list because to be honest I haven't finished it yet like it was one that I I kept finding other books that I really wanted to read and this one had the cliche tone to it so I was never hooked but it had a lot of valuable information and it is highly recommended and it is a gold standard concept for business and that is customer satisfaction is worthless customer loyalty is priceless that's the title of the book that's the title of the book hmm. um and that kind of sums it up so to kind of elaborate on that customer satisfaction just means your client is not dissatisfied you have met their expectations you have not gone well above and beyond those expectations um, they're not referring to you, you to anybody else. They're just not upset. They're content with that purchase. That's That means they're satisfied. Loyalty means you've created a fan. And that's the concept of the book. And they go through different things to kind of create the transition from satisfaction or dissatisfaction into loyalty. But that's something we've been talking a lot about with our team, both teams, honestly, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro recently. SD Evolution has been around for a long time. And we have always prided ourselves on doing right by the customer, doing right by our clients, making them feel like a family because we are a family, um, giving them all the tools we possibly can, always being there for them to reach out when they need to. So just creating an in-person relationship online, we have absolutely hit a home run with that. And I think that speaks for itself when you look at the testimonial responses we got when we requested those from clients, not only from one-to-one -one coaches uh, clients, but the app clients. So people we aren't actually even talking to on a day-to-day -day basis are screaming our names from the mountaintop because we've given them so much value and they know based on our brief interactions and the things that we are providing to them that we fucking care a lot about them. So we have fans and we have loyal customers as you know clients in SD Evolution. 
And being a newer brand and fit coach pro, we do have that, but it's not to the extent of screaming from the mountaintops just yet. And we do see some feedback in some private groups. So we, we do a lot of partnerships. We're building a lot of partnerships in the back end with different companies that provide value to these coaches. So some of our current users are in those other groups and we can see them, you know, recommending, recommending the heck out of us to, uh, to other people. And they ask about, Hey, what do you use? Have you guys heard about fit coach pro? And, you know, we just read a couple yesterday from these groups saying, Hey, the, the product itself is awesome, but the customer service is a 12 out of 10, like run, don't walk, go sign up. So. I had just had this conversation last week. I was worried that we didn't have any fans of Fit Coach Pro because it's tough to read that we don't have any personal relationship aside from when something goes wrong and then I hop in there and I talk well, to them and fix it. It's a different business. Like SD Evolution is it's a, a relationship service business. and yep. it's a relationship, whereas Fit Coach Pro is a product. So that was like, that's obviously is the big difference, but also was like the hardest thing at first because it's like, how do we create what we've created through SD evolution into fit coach pro when we're not like hands-on with these people every day. That's been the dilemma. So we've, we've been going through a bunch of different concepts and, and thoughts, and we have some things in the works in the works that are going to really expand on that and really hit a home run in that area. But to this point, the only really hands-on contact we've had has been, Hey, you know, I'm not sure how to do this. Can you set me up? And then boom, very fast response. I walk them through it. If something's been wrong, you know, here's how you actually do it. Here's how you fix it. Here's what you tell your clients. So I know we've been providing great customer service. Again, that's that's what we do one-on-one in all our businesses. Business one-on-one, be the best you can possibly be. Walk them through it. Don't tell the customer no. Give them the solution, whatever it is, and, and be happy about it. So even turning negative situations into positive situations, we've had some big boo-boos. And then through the conversations we've had with the client who we had that boo-boo with, they become another ringing endorsement because we handle it the right way. And by the end of the interaction, we've not only fixed this, the problem, but we've gone above and beyond and done a little something extra for them. And now they are, you know, a screaming fan. So it has been tough to gauge whether that was happening actively and being able to see this privately in these other groups with, you know, the, the partnerships, um, you know, people running them, sending them up like, Hey, just wanted you to see this. That was super, super, um, just encouraging to see. So I was very happy to see that, but there are things on the back end that we're doing to build in some different types of services and programs to go above and beyond that. But that's the basic premise. So you don't want to kind of just sit back, create products and kind of let things run off on their own. If you don't have a lot of interaction, like for example, we just discussed with Fit Coach Pro, following up, asking people how their experience was, if it's a one-time purchase, hey, how is it serving you? If it's a current use product like ours is it's a subscription subscription as a service they're using it and paying for it each month following up hey how's everything going for you is there anything we can do better whether that is direct one-to-one contact or creating groups in facebook whatsapp whatever you want to do if you don't have a specific platform you can run that through how are things going guys troubleshooting ideas questions how can we be better always always asking that question to yourself and your clients how can we be better what can we do that's better um and those are the things that have shaped our future plans for Fit Coach Pro. So that's that's been a big part of this is turning customer satisfaction into customer loyalty, turning clients into fans. You're getting that word of mouth. And then uh, when you get those testimonials and people asking each other what to use, your ads have that much more value. That's something that we do with SD as well. And something especially since we've hired 
coaches under us. So every few months I create, it's just a Google form and I send it out to every single client um, who has been with us for at least two months. Um, And I send it out and I just basically am asking about their experience with their coach, with the software, with, you know, everything about their experience. And that way we can fix any issues or concerns that they currently have before they decide to just cancel, but also relay that back to our team and to our coaches so that they're constantly leveling up too. And that's something that we just did this week. Um, you know, one of the feedback responses we got from one of our newer clients, she started in July. She suggested that she really just wants more of a, even more of a community feel within the one-to-one side. So something that we came up with as a team is myself and our other three coaches are going to be more active in the Facebook group and creating more engaging conversation there, whether it's just, you know, sharing more about our experiences or using it as a teachable moment, um, but just cultivating that community a little bit more in that group. Um, and I let her know that right away, answered a couple questions that she had about using our check-in process. And she was like blown away that I answered her within like 10 minutes of her submitting that. So just asking them, like sometimes people have concerns or aren't even, sometimes they're just not doing something right. So simply asking that question is so important because that's how you retain clients so much better too. And then when you actually get complaints, like we've had that in the past as well, just things not being done the right way, going back to taking ownership for things going to your your team member, going to your employee, having that conversation, not blaming them for what happened, but apologizing in a sense saying, hey, you know, this is my fault. I didn't I didn't explain this well enough. Here's what needs to happen in the future. Or this is something we haven't seen before. You know, here's how we can remedy the situation and make sure that it doesn't happen again. So taking ownership, not shooting down someone's morale when something doesn't go the right way, um, and just making sure that they understand that you're not mad at them, but rather, you eat that. Hey, this is on me. This is what just happened. This is some feedback we just got. This is my fault. But to make sure that no one bring this, brings this up again you know, from your client group, here's what we're going to do moving forward. Um, so that's a big, big piece of this. But again, you kind of, without knowing our agenda for this, you're doing pretty good at creating these segues. So we talk about onboarding coaches, talking about creating creative spaces and giving yourself the opportunity to be fully dialed into what uh, to what you're working on. So long story short, to kind of summarize what I'm talking about here, we have struggled a long time with balancing being stay-at-home parents with work-from-home entrepreneurs. That could be an entire podcast in itself because you guys will probably be a little bit surprised to know that we have yet to pay for childcare at three years deep of having Kai. So we, he's never gone to daycare. We've never hired a nanny or a babysitter babysitter to come in. Obviously, most of that time was during the pandemic. Um, and we obviously have help on occasion, and it, it has become a little bit more regular, but it's still very sporadic. So I would say at the most, um, aside from when my sister was living with us, um, you know, we've had maybe six hours a week, seven hours a week of regular help. And when you run two businesses, that's really hard to do. So I think we'll make this a whole podcast that maybe we'll talk about next, but sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to throw that in there. No, we can, we can dive in for sure into a deeper podcast, but just a summary, like we'll talk about what that did to shift our business. So rather than going into the, the full nitty gritty, being so sporadic, 
we struggled a long time with creating a space where we could get certain tasks done. What I mean by that is we got by doing the bare minimum. We got through our, our client check-ins when we were still coaching full-time and we created the bare minimum amount of content to be relevant each week. And that wasn't getting the job done. And our business has kind of shown that over the past six months to a year, not only with the, the market kind of turning and things being really uncertain, but just us not going above and beyond the way that we always have. So things have kind of plateaued a bit for us, which was actually a good thing because it was a kick in the pants. Like, hey, this isn't working. We're not growing the way that we were at that exponential rate. What do we need to do to shift? So we shifted some concepts. We shifted some philosophy, not necessarily full philosophies, but just the way we do certain things. And we made sure we created a space in the time that we had help to work together and create these content blasts. And that has been such a game changer immediately. So we got the new landing pages up for our website. We've had these powwow sessions with podcasts, content. Um, I write it up. You make it look beautiful. We get this stuff out there and into all these different uh, platforms. But that has had an immediate return in the last two weeks since we've gone hard with the push. You know, calls are back up. The app is growing as fast as it ever has. Fit Coach Pro content and just website hits are tenfold what they were a month ago. Um, so the stuff is already paying off in regards to analytics and then seeing that actually funnel into sales has been really, really cool. But just creating a space. So to bring this back to a lesson, understanding that you can't grow, especially if you're new, you, you won't get off the ground without creating a space to have content blasts and to have you know business development meetings or sessions, brainstorms, whatever you want to call it. You can't do this for two hours a day, three hours a day, and expect anything to grow or succeed. This is a full-time job, and you've probably heard the old adage, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. I think the more appropriate version of that is love what you do and you will work every single day for the rest of your life. And that's kind of what it's turned into. I enjoy these content sessions that we've had. Not to say that I didn't enjoy coaching. I still enjoy that relationship that we've had with, with coaches, but at this stage... I am very much enjoying the managerial aspect. I am very much enjoying learning about advertising and the new channels and the new ways to do certain things and our time doing this stuff together. It's a different shift and it's being able to create the appropriate spaces and assign the appropriate tasks to the appropriate people is an absolute game changer. I and think that's the hard part is because it's... For so long, it was just me and you doing everything. Every single aspect of our business, we have always done ourselves. And then, you know, you get to a point where you can't grow anymore. We've had, we maxed out at like, I don't even know how many clients each, but you're exhausted, you're drained, you're not giving your best to every single one of those clients. You can't take on any new clients. So that's when we knew it was time to bring on other coaches. And our three coaches, Sienna, Robin, and Haley right now, they they add so much value to our team, which I'll talk about maybe after this topic, but we fully trust them. They do our job probably better than we could do it ourselves, and that's how we were that's able... That's how I've offboarded clients. Like, listen, I, with what we're doing, I can't continue learning and growing the business and providing you that same yeah. value. These guys are rock stars because they have to focus that's on their one, your relationship and learning more to be better at what they already do. Right. We, we stopped getting better, and that's why these guys are absolute studs, and they're getting ringing endorsements from every client they've ever gotten. They're crushing it. But 
you know, I think it's hard to do that at first. It's hard to delegate tasks in your business because your business is like your baby. And I think that's also, it's a parallel to us not wanting to bring anybody to watch Kai because it's like, that's our baby. We can handle it. We're home all day. Do we really need a babysitter or a nanny? But, you know, I think it's doable. It was doable when he was younger because obviously you can either just let him nap on you or, you know, he's a baby and there's not much that he needs as far as giving him attention. But now he's three. He's a real little tiny person who has feelings and desires and, you know, he wants our attention when we're with him and we want to give him that attention when we're with him. So we kind of split our time with him in shifts when we don't have help, but we will be bringing on a nanny at least part-time a little bit within the coming weeks just because like Josh said we have been so much more productive with your mom taking this month of July giving us one day my mom being more consistent with time like when we're actually working together versus us split and one person working one person with the baby it's like we never got to really collaborate together on a lot of things and that has been a huge key in allowing us to get to that next level it was both of us trying to do a little bit of everything rather than us having the opportunity to do what we are best at and putting those two things together so rather than getting a a seven out of ten and a seven out of ten in these different areas and throwing up seven out of ten content it's been ten out of ten and the engagement the reach the growth it's all it's all shown that by us staying in our lane and essentially leading our specific divisions and i think too like I think this plays a role like obviously a lot of our traffic and a lot of our clients and just people who know us have come from my Instagram over the last eight, nine years. Um, That is shifting now that we are a lot more focused on the business side of things, the marketing, SD Evolution page. Um, But I feel like with everything we've also been through in the last year with the two miscarriages, like for me personally, i was putting a lot of pressure on myself and I got to the point where I was very burnt out on sharing my life. Um, It's exhausting when people are either constantly giving you advice or asking questions or just checking in on you and I don't say that to sound ungrateful because I love my community so much and I love every single person that has followed along on our journey. But But it's different when we relied on it versus when it can be... Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. Like, But when you have 85,000 people checking in on you and asking questions and giving you advice, it's very overwhelming. So it got to the point where I didn't want to share a lot of stuff and I felt really burnt out as far as creating content and putting stuff out there. Obviously, with what was going on emotionally and, you know, everything that we were dealing with on that side of things, too. But I think for sure that had played a role along with waiting for our house and not having our house. And I mean, we didn't let any of that stop us from creating content and stop us completely from putting stuff out. But it just felt a little bit different when you're going through such a hard time like that. And it was even a situation where you were talking about how overwhelmed you were and that you had to keep showing up on social media. But that was also the time where this shift kind of started. And it was like, okay, well, we're not relying on yours. Like, cause when we started, I ran the back end. I ran the you business. You were never on social media. I wasn't social media at all. So the, the clients came from you, and I made sure we monetized it in a way that they got tremendous value and, and we made then, money from it. I, I mean, I remember you would get not offended, but like 
people would come from my page wanting to work with me. And we were in the mindset of, oh, are they going to want to work with you because they don't even know who you are. And that was sort of the same mindset of when we hired coaches. It's like, how are we going to give our clients to these other people when they expect to work with us? But when you really understand and embrace the fact that you're a team and you're working together and that these people are your family and add so much value to the rest of our community, it's like a huge shift that we had to make twice, essentially, because, I mean, not that we had to make twice, but do you get what I'm saying? Like, you were kind of in that mindset, too. Well, back when we ran everything through email before Fit Coach Pro, I would sign off every response to a check-in, Josh and Alessandra. So they didn't even know who they were working with, just because I was afraid of that pullback. And we got that response in uh, testimonial feedback. It was, hey, what can we do better, whatever. They said, hey, everything's great. I would just love to know who I'm actually working with. And then I started the transition of like taking your name off of those emails and like, well, let's see what happens. And it was just a situation where like, I've done this my whole life. I know I'm really fucking good at it, but are these clients going to stay if they aren't working with you, if you brought them over? So having that trust, first of all, in me and them staying with me 10 years ago versus now offboarding from us to our coaches, it's the same concept like, hey. These guys are studs. They're absolute rock stars. As long as we set that expectation and let them know what they're getting, they're obviously going to stay with with those clients. They're going to stay with us, the whole with those coaches with us. Well, everything we do is about building a relationship. And I think a lot of people who do come from or have come from my Instagram, it's like they already have that relationship with me, whether they're, they've just DM'd me a few times or they, they feel like they know you a little bit, so they trust you. Um, whereas when you have a team of coaches and they don't really know who they are yet it's hard to have that trust um so i think that it all comes back around to building that relationship showing up you know as your true self online um and showing these people that you truly care about them because that's really at the end of the day that's the most important thing to us as a business is showing our people that we care and obviously helping them get the results and get to the goals that they have, but getting them there in a way that allows us to build that relationship and make their entire life better, not just their fitness. Absolutely. And that um, kind of ties into the last thing I want to hit on to wrap this this episode up, but we learned all this through experience, but there are a lot of other channels for you to continue learning. Obviously, some things you're going to learn on your own. Hey, this worked. This didn't. Pro tip, the things that fail are the things you're going to learn more from than the, the successful stuff. So learn. Everything is either a success or a learning opportunity. Get that ingrained in your head right now. But you can learn through these different channels. So you have mentorships. You have, at the very minimum, you have YouTube. You have books. The books we mentioned at the beginning of this episode. If you're an entrepreneur or if you love what you do and you just want to climb the corporate ladder, You need to continually be learning because the market is always changing. Your customer is always changing. The concepts and tools are always changing. So if you kind of sit back, very similar to how useless school is in formal education, by the time you graduate high school, college, every concept has changed already besides basic reading and math. Every concept is different. College is a uh, a four-year degree that says, hey, I was able to complete an objective. You're going to use, in most industries, I'm not going to say all, but in a general sense, most of the information you learned is going to be outdated. And I'll say that with very high level of confidence. I don't remember half of what I used or learned with my marketing degree. Everything that I'm using is things that I have learned or sought out to learn through you know, other objectives. Um, not what I learned in my four-year degree. 
So always be learning. Things are always changing. Um, if you have a goal, if you're working for somebody else and you want to become an entrepreneur, finding a mentor, whether it's a paid mentorship group in an industry that you, you know, you're really interested in or someone who's been very successful in your current industry, you reach out to them and, hey, you know, I, I want to get out into this. Is there something we could set up? Um, little things like that. So I'll do a little shameless plug. That actually is something that is in the works on the back end with Fit Coach Pro. So for those of you who may have just seen our post, we just teamed up with OFNC, which is an online um, fitness and nutrition coaching certification, uh, leading in uh, a leader in the industry. So on the other side of that, we are creating an onboarding module. So basically a mentorship with how to utilize Fit Coach Pro to its fullest extent to make sure you are using the tools the way they were intended, um, the way they were designed, the way that we use them to bring the most value to your clients. And phase two of that is going to actually be growing your online business. So the ultimate trifecta when this is all said and done is going to be basically your entre entrepreneurial package. If you've always wanted to be an online health coach and you're not even in the industry right now, we are going to be able to bring you the certification just to be an online health and fitness coach. Uh, we are going to bring you the software. So the tools that are going to allow you to deliver the most value while customizing your business and not just being some generic app like this is your baby, these are your questions, this is your data, we're gonna show you how to do all that through the software. And number three is going to be how to grow your business to fully scale online um, and just creating, whether it's creating relationships with your ideal demographic, you know, social marketing media. tips, social media, uh, building that like, know, and trust, um, you know, all of that stuff is gonna be covered and, and how to grow and scale. So that is in the works, that is being built as we speak, something we're very psyched about and when we talked about in the beginning of the episode, creating fans of the business and making it more personal, this is how we're going to do that through Fit Coach Pro, through an impersonal in, in business essentially, just an online software that you're currently leasing on a month-to-month -month basis. We're going to bring some faces to the brand. We are going to bring some additional tools and partners to the brand. We already have. We're going to continue doing that and we are going to give you some kick-ass tools if you are not even in the industry and you've always wanted to be a health coach or you're finishing up school and this has always been in the back of your mind, we are going to bring you the three major tools to get that done. So we're going to wrap it up here. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.